Welcome to Ready to Lead, a show that gives you, the leader, tools, tips, and insights you need to grow your team, your company, and yourself. Welcome back. Let's let's dive into it. So as we start on this journey together, I think that we can't move forward in, until we kind of break down what leadership means. Like, what is our philosophy on leadership? What is the lens at which we are going to view every conversation that we have, either just the two of us or with outside experts, friends, outside leaders? If leadership has not evolved how must it change? Like, What are those foundational principles or pillars that we believe hold up leadership in every aspect of your life, whether it's as an individual and in leading yourself, whether it's a, a manager in leading people, whether it's an executive in leading leaders, or, or whether you're talking about leading at home or in other vocations? Like, What are those pillars that are important? If you do not understand those, then I feel we will be doing you a great disservice. So let's dive deeper into what we believe what leadership uh, needs to look like today. What does that look like? What are the pillars? Break it down for us. Well, two things. I think the first thing to recognize is there's no perfect way to lead. There isn't the way. You and I are classic examples of that. We lead differently. So I'd like us all to put on aside the, the way to lead. We're going to share a way to lead that hopefully will totally resonate with you and ideally, the majority does resonate, but it's not going to be perfect, nor is it going to be the way to lead, but it's a way. And I like to believe it's a pretty good way, but not perfect. So that's number one. Number two is often when we think about leading, we think, man, we're leading people to drive results and to get the goals that we're after and to accomplish the revenue targets or whatever it is that we're looking for, growing market share, reducing churn, whatever it is. But see, when we start there, we we have short-term success, we have short-term results. And so we've learned over the years, there are actually foundational principles that sustain those results. And they start, in my opinion, in this order. It starts with how we think, it's our mindset, how we process the world, how we look in the mirror, how we talk to ourselves. What is going on in our minds? Do we think that we're total frauds? Are we imposters just waiting to be found out? And many of you are probably smiling going, I thought that was just me. Well, join the club, right? Like it, it's all about how we think and where, where our motive is of why we're leading. So it starts with mindset. Then it goes to the culture that we're creating intentionally. Whether we have a culture intentional or not, we all have cultures on our teams and in our companies. Ideally, let's create an intentional culture that defines this is kind of how we show up. This is how we behave. Then from there, how do we communicate that? How do we communicate the vision? How do we communicate back and forth, one-to-one, -one, one to many How do we create that clarity in communication? Then the foundation of these four foundational principles is trust. What does trust mean? So, and I, I love thinking that trust is the foundation of the foundation. So those are the four foundational principles. Again, it's mindset, it's culture, communication, and trust. When we have that solid foundation, then we go to leadership pillars. The leadership pillars in, in this order, also intentional. We talk, we'll talk about creating clarity, growing people, managing constraints that inevitably come in business, and lastly and intentionally, driving results. 
So notice how that all kind of played off each other. There's a reason for that. So we're gonna dive into all eight of these aspects throughout each of these episodes. This is what we're defining as leadership. And when we can pull from these different perspectives, stories, frameworks, models, we want it to be super valuable and helpful for you based on this foundation. So hopefully, Richard, that was clear. Anything else you want to add or anything you would clarify? It was, it was super clear. And I think it's, I love that it starts with mindset. If you go back, I think maybe one of the greatest leadership and, and business minds of our time, Peter Drucker, right? I mean, I love managing oneself. And I think when we talk about mindset, like you have to be able to manage yourself. And a lot of that is, is your mindset. You have to know how, where your strengths are. You have to know where your weaknesses are, weaknesses are, but you also have to have the EQ, right? To, to be able to acknowledge those, make peace with those and build teams around those. So when we get into mindset, a lot of that is like understanding who you are, understanding uh, your strengths, understanding your weaknesses, understanding how you project those and understanding what you're modeling to your team. So starting with that mindset, the modeling of mindset is where culture comes from. Jeff said, you're going to have culture, right? The culture is there, whether you like, whether it's a toxic culture, whether it's an accidental culture or whether it's an intentional culture. And sometimes it can be accidentally toxic, right? Rarely is it intentionally toxic. So let's, let's say it's accidental or intentional. And, and a lot of the times when it's accidental, depending on who you have and how self-aware you are, that's when it leads to toxic culture. So your mindset and your awareness of that mindset, how you react to yourself is what starts culture in your organization, especially if you're that entrepreneur. Like I have created toxic cultures because of my relationship with myself. As an entrepreneur, I have pushed down my inadequacies. I have puffed up my chest and I've created a toxic culture. Now, one of, one of my, we talked earlier a bit about mentors that don't know you're, they're your mentors. One of my mentors, Dave Ramsey, who probably doesn't know he's one of my mentors, uh, but he is, says, the good news is no matter what, it's your fault, right? As a leader, it's your fault. The good news is it's your fault, but you can fix it. So I think taking on that ownership of mindset is a big deal. So whether you're that entrepreneur, right? Whether you're that CEO executive, whether you're a, a people leader or whether you're just an individual contributor, understanding that power comes from, from owning that and the mindset of, of how you show up. So the mindset creates the culture, the, the mindset enables communication, the mindset enables trust. So if we miss that, if we miss mindset and not the like, I mean, there's, there's something to the power of stating things out loud, whether you want to call it affirmation or whether that's a little too woo woo for you, but, but just being intentional about setting your own mindset, like being intentional about that controls everything else. So I love these things. I think making sure that we're starting on those foundational topics, again, mindset, culture, communication, and trust. If we skip over mindset, the culture is going to be what it is and you're absolving yourself of it. So you can't complain about it. You just are along for the ride. If you're, if you're not going to focus on your mindset and you're not going to, that means cultures, whatever, then communication becomes sporadic and sporadic communication leads to pirate ships and siloed teams and, you know, it, uprisings and it's, it creates an us versus them culture. And I'll tell you, there's nothing more dangerous than us versus them when factions of teams or employees or individual contributors against one 
manager, people leader, or mid, and I hate this term, but middle management against leadership, whatever uh, that is. If you create these us versus them, that's, I mean, that's a good indication that you're on your way to a toxic culture. And if all of those things are happening, you can't have trust, right? I'd add, Richard, that you, you alluded to, I just want to make sure we, we really connect on this point. You may be thinking, so if it starts with mindset, how do I know if my mindset is, is strong? How do I know if it's powerful? What I like to do is focus on the motive. When it comes to leadership, what's your motive for leading? For years and years, I've, I've talked about this. And when people would come to me and say, you know, I, I'm ready to be a manager. I want to lead. I, I'd, I'd laughingly and semi-jokingly and semi-seriously saying, are you sure? Well, yeah, of course. Okay, great. Why? And they'd go to answer and I'd say, before you answer, I really want you to process and think about that for a couple days, actually, and get really clear. Why do you want to lead? Because very often it's more power, more money, more moving up, feeling the progress. Those can, those can be fine. But if somewhere along the line, if, if your motive to lead isn't around leading and developing and growing and serving people, Sooner than later, leadership is going to be very draining for you, very difficult, very trying, and we're going to be stuck in our minds wondering, can I do this? But when our motive is about others and less about ourselves, then our mindset can be way more powerful and sustain us through the growth that inevitably does come as you lead. So just a little a leadership lesson there that I learned over the years, been able to see the best leaders I find, in my opinion, are the ones that are clear on their motive from which they want to lead. That is a great way to get your mindset in a solid place for leading. There's nothing the matter with being coin operated. Nothing at all the matter with being coin operated. As long as you can seek alignment, like I am, am coin operated to, to, to a degree. Now I care deeply uh, about our mission and our people the key is how do we achieve that mission by empowering people? How do we grow people? How do we how do we make people put the right people in the right role and give them the clarity to own that role and drive the mission and drive the company's goals? So, but in doing that, like whether you're the founder, the the entrepreneur that started the company, and and now you've got you're no longer ex- exchanging time for money because other people are growing you're growing them into the role to to grow the company beyond you or whether you're a leader leading other leaders, like leaders duplicate themselves. Like that's just it. Like your job as a leader is to duplicate yourself. That's why mindset's important. That's why culture is important. That's why communication is important. That's why trust is is important because look at yourself today. Like this is the exercise for today. I think this is a fun one. Look in the mirror, look yourself in the eyes and, and answer this question. What if there were 15 of me running around leading this company right now? Now, if you threw up a little bit in your mouth, maybe that's a different, less polished, and you'll find that from me a lot, uh, less polished exercise than Jeff's. But seriously, I mean, that's a good gut check question. Like, look yourself in the mirror and say, what if there were 15 people just like me that were either reporting to me or my peers running around leading people in this organization? If that stings a little, then good news. It hurt me too. Still does. Like there are things I have to work on. It's never about perfection. There's no perfect uh, leadership uh, structure or formula. There's no perfect leader. 
we're all going to screw up. We have to have those foundational principles and one of them being communication. One of the things in communication is, is when you screw up, right? Mindset, self-awareness, communication. I screwed up. I'm sorry. Here's what I did. Here's what I should have done. That's leadership. Leadership isn't never screwing up. Leadership is being self-aware enough, being self-confident enough to say, I screwed up. I screwed up and I'm sorry. If that's the only thing you take from this, then congratulations. If you have the courage to employ that, it'll make your life a whole lot better at home, at work. So we're going to dive deep into these things. Our time together is going to be pulling out these lessons and, and diving deep into not only the pillars, but the foundations. And again, sharing not only stories about when we did it right, chatting with people who have also done it right, but sharing the stories about when we've done it wrong and then giving you the tools, the lessons that hindsight gives that we didn't have in it, right? That we didn't have, that we wish we would have done. The thing that we said after we said, I'm sorry, I screwed up, here's what I should have done. Join us weekly and you'll take forward the, here's what I should have done and maybe that'll be where you start. That's our hope. Yeah, yeah. for example, I believe the number one question that I receive as a, as a CEO coach and as I've developed leaders over the years is this, how do I effectively hold my team accountable to deliver consistent results? It is the age old question. So hang tight for our next episode when we address that exact thing. And you may be surprised at our answer and how to really derive to that place of accountability and clarity so that you can deliver powerful, positive, consistent results. That's good. Let's jump into that next time. Yeah. Talk then. Thanks for listening to the Ready to Lead show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating on your favorite podcast platform. And if you want to stay updated on the release of new episodes, be sure to hit that follow button. And Jeff and Richard, they want to hear from you. If there's an episode topic you'd like to hear them dive into, or something about today's episode that was a big breakthrough, or maybe even something you disagree with, they want to know. Send them an email at feedback at readytolead.com. Thanks again for tuning into this episode. We'll see you on the next one.